Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word for the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. The following episode was recorded in 2021. Let's jump in. Well, hello and welcome to today's podcast. It is Friday, December the 3rd, 2021. So glad that you are on today. Today's uh, morning prayer podcast, daily prayer is uh, on the podcast only. So um, if you uh, if you're wondering if it's on Facebook and you missed it, no, it's not it's just on uh, the podcast today. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us as we continue in these Advent readings through the holiday season season. And this will lead on into 2022 as we continue reading through um, these uh, these selected readings from this book called Minister's Prayer Book uh, by edited by Doberstein. That book, that word always kind of trips me up. Edited Edited, did, edited, I don't know, whatever. Um, there was addition done by Doberstein. <laughs> uh, so today we are going to be reading, we're reading, you know, lectionary reading. So we're reading out of Isaiah, 1 Thessalonians, and the Gospel of Luke. And today we are on Isaiah chapter 3, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and Luke chapter 20. Yeah. And so this morning I'll be uh, over in Safety Harbor at the uh, mayor's. Uh, breakfast, holiday breakfast, Christmas breakfast they do each year. They switch back and forth between Safety Harbor and Oldsmar. And uh, it's a great fundraiser for the community for uh, worthy uh, charities in our community, like the Maddie Williams Family Resource Center, as well as Oldsmar Cares. Uh, those are usually two of the main um, benefactors of the uh, of the event. Uh, just a fun event. So heading over there in just a few minutes to... Uh, uh, to spend some time um, doing the invocation and enjoying breakfast and hopefully help them raise some money for uh, those two organizations. All right, so let's do it, y'all. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Isaiah chapter 3, chapter 3, verse uh, 1 through uh, the end of the chapter. See now, the Lord, the Lord Almighty is about to take from Jerusalem and Judah both supply and support, all supplies of food and all supplies of water the hero and the warrior, the judge and the prophet, the diviner and the elder, the captain of 50 and the man of rank, the counselor skilled in craftsman and clever in, and the clever enchanter. I will make mere youths their officials. Children will rule over them. Basically what he's, um, this is a judgment parable, right? I mean, not a judgment parable, a judgment oracle from um, Isaiah on the people of Judah. He's looking ahead and he's saying, God's going to bring this. God is about to bring this judgment. He's speaking on behalf of God. There's going to be a humbling. Verse 5, people will oppress each other, man against man, neighbor against man, neighbor. The young will rise up against the old and the nobody against the honored. It's going to be chaos. Basically, God's going to let people, um, you know, that's what Romans talks about with the judgment of God. Um uh, comes usually it is in a form of God letting people have what they want. God's righteous hand of restraint is removed, and that, in a sense, is judgment. Because when God lets people have what they want, uh, what we just read 
is sure to come to pass. People will oppress each other, man against man, neighbor against neighbor. Uh, no one will be honored. Verse six: A man will a man will seize one of his one of his brothers in his father's house and say, "You have a cloak. You be our leader. Take charge of this heap of ruins." So they'll be, they'll be choosing their own leaders. They'll make um, nepotism, make their own leaders. But in that day, he will cry out, I have no remedy. I have no food or clothing in my house. Do not make me the leader of the people. It's like reluctant leader here. <laughs> Verse 8, Jerusalem staggers. Judah is falling. Their words and deeds are against the Lord, defying his glorious presence. The look on their faces testifies against them. They parade their sin like Sodom. They do not hide it. Hmm. Wow. That's not so like on our it's not so unlike our culture, is it? Not only is sin not um, um they parade their sin around, they don't even hide it. Woe to them. They have brought disaster upon themselves. Verse 10, tell the righteous it will be well with them, for they will enjoy the fruit of their deeds. Woe to the wicked. Disaster is upon them. They will be paid back for what their hands have done. Um, isn't it interesting? I mean, Isaiah, he's on he's he's in a, on a roll here speaking about judgment. He gives one little line to the righteous. Tell the righteous it will be well with them, and they will enjoy the fruit of their, very, of their deeds. But woe to the wicked. <laughs> right back at it. <laughs> right back at it. Woe to the wicked, disaster is upon them. They will be paid back for what their hands have done. Youths oppress my people. Women rule over them. My people, your guides lead you astray and turn you from the path. The Lord takes his place in court. He rises to judge the people. The Lord enters into judgment against the elders and leaders of his people. It is you who have ruined my vineyard. The plunder from the poor is in your houses. You've stolen from the poor. Mm. What do you mean by crushing my people and grinding the faces of the poor, declares the Lord Almighty? The Lord says, the women of Zion are haughty, walking around with outstretched necks, flirting with their eyes, strutting along and swaying hips with ornaments jingling from their ankles. Therefore, the Lord will bring sores on the heads of the women of Zion. The Lord will bring make their scalps bald. Mm, some serious judgment on Judah. Judah had Judah had complete. See what had happened. Uh, Israel, the northern kingdom of God's people, had already. I mean, they were, at this point, practically too far gone. This was 740 BC and 722. The northern kingdom of Israel would be completely um, annihilated by the Assyrians. And Isaiah's in the southern kingdom, and he sees that Judah is on a similar track. That they are on a similar uh, track of spiritual degradation, just like Israel. And so he's. He's anointed by God to sound the alarm, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's trying to sound the alarm so that Judah doesn't fa face a similar fate as Israel. Verse 18, In that day the Lord will snatch away their finery, the, the, the bangles and the headbands and the crescent necklaces, the earrings, the bracelets, the veils, the headdresses and the anklets and sashes, the perfume bottles and charms, the signet rings and nose rings, the fine robes, the, the capes and the clo cloaks, the purses and mirrors and the linen garments and the tiaras and the shawls. Mm, you're going to clear out the closet, man. Instead of fragrance, there will be a stench. Instead of sash, a rope. Instead of well-dressed hair, baldness. Instead of fine clothing, sackcloth. Instead of beauty, balding or branding. <laughs> your men will fall by the sword, your warriors in battle. The gates of Zion will lament and mourn. Destitute, she will sit on the ground 
In that day, seven women will take hold of one man and say, will you eat our own food and provide our own clothes? Only let us be called by your name. Take away our disgrace. Mm. Wow. Again, Isaiah is trying to sound the alarm. Don't keep going in the way you're going, people of God. Turn around. Turn around. <laughs> don't, don't end up like Israel. All right, jumping over to the epistle, Luke, or First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instruct you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now, this is the opposite, right? Uh, Israel, uh, Isaiah is speaking to a rebellious people who aren't doing the will of God here. Paul is speaking to the Thessalonians who are doing, for the most part, the right things, right? He says, uh, Matters uh, as for the matters, brothers and sisters, instructed we instructed you on how, and how in order to please God. In fact, you're in as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus Christ to do this more and more. <laughs> so Isaiah saying you need to stop. You need to do less and less of what you do in sinful people. And here Paul is speaking to Thessalonians, saying the stuff that you're doing, you need to do more and more of it because you're on the right track. <laughs> for you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. And that in this manner, no one should, should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins as we told you and warned you before. Yeah, he's like, don't be like the pagans, man. Said this so many times before. Like we 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 got we got to be different. We got to think, act, behave, respond differently than the world. We aren't we aren't we aren't of the same stuff, man. The spirit of God is in us. We are different. The passionate lust, like the that's what pagans do. Those who without Jesus, that's what they do. They're going to follow the follow the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life. That's that's what that what guides the flesh. But those of who those of us who have been adopted into the family of God, uh, given the Spirit of God, we have a different um, heart. We have the Holy Spirit who who is in us, guiding and directing. Verse seven: For God did not call us to impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God. The very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. It's what God wants. Not Paul saying, I'm not just telling you this is what I want. It's what God wants. Now, about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God and love and uh, taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yeah, we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. Again, you're doing it, just do more of it. Do so more and more, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. <clears throat> you should mind your own business. <laughs> you should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will be not be dependent on anybody. Wow. So live a quiet life. Mind your business. Mind your own business. Don't get in everybody else's business. Remember, this is a hot that Paul's people they lived in a hostile culture to the gospel. And in some ways, we live in cultures that are hostile to the gospel. So Paul's like, live a quiet life. Don't try to, don't try to, you know, call up, call, uh, stir up dissension. Don't try to, you know, just try to stay under the radar. 
live a, a quiet, peaceful life that glorifies God. And, and by doing so, you'll win the respect of outsiders. And by outsiders, he means those outside the family of God. And you'll have the opportunity to share with them the good news of Jesus. Man, that's a great word for us as we go out today. Hey, let's just live our lives in a way that will please God. And uh, let's pray that it will, it will win an opportunity for us to gain the respect and then, then eventually and hopefully a word, a voice uh, to the outsider about the love and grace and mercy of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's jump over to the Gospels. Gospel of Luke, chapter 20, verse 41, through twenty for, through the end of the chapter, verse 41. Then Jesus said to them, Why is it said that Messiah is the son of David? David himself declares in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool at your feet. David calls him Lord. How then can he be a son? So David is calling, uh, he's talking in this passage, David says, Lord. And usually when you say Lord, you're speaking to someone of uh, one of your elders, someone in, in um, someone in authority over you. So if King David was saying Lord, then obviously, then how could that person be younger than David? And um, again, this is a, a great prophetic, uh, because the it's a, prophet, a prophetic uh, passage saying that there's one coming from the line of David who will actually be in greater honor and authority than David. Yeah. While all the people were listening, Jesus said to his disciples, be aware of the teachers of the law. They like to walk around with flowing robes and love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and have the most important seats in the synagogue and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show, they make lengthy prayers. I need to know that today. I'm doing the morning prayer, the prayer at the, the mayor's uh, breakfast. I, I don't want to be that. <laughs> the lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. Uh, chapter 21, verse 1. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people have given their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, has put all she has had to live on. Wow. Wow. It's awesome. That's a great teaching there about generosity, right? This is a season of giving and generosity. It's great to remember, um, you know, we are called to generosity, um, you know, not only this time of year, but especially, obviously, this time of year, as we think about the generosity and the, the giving the, that God is a giver, uh, that he gave his only son. And that's why you ha it's, you know, that's why this season has is embedded with generosity, because God is a giver, Um but what Jesus points out in that passage is that, you know, all these people were giving out of their wealth. They gave more. What was he saying? It's not about the quantity. It's not about the number. It's about the percentage. You see, the the, wealth, the wealthy were probably giving large, larger sums of money, but the widow was giving out of her poverty. So it was a greater percentage of what she had. That's why throughout Scripture, Scripture doesn't teach uh, just numeric giving. It gives. It, it teaches percent giving, one-tenth. You give a tenth. A tenth for a tenth for everyone is the same. A <laughs> hundred dollars for everyone is not the same. A thousand dollars for everyone is not the same, but a tenth is equal. I can give a tenth. The richest person in the world can give a tenth. The poorest person can give a tenth. Because it's not equal giving, as in terms of the number, it's equal sacrifice. That's what glorifies God. And um, and that, you know. Those are the 
that's the impact. And because this, the widow, Jesus observed, gave sacrificially all that she had to live on, she was the one who actually had given the most. That's powerful. So let's, uh, let's be like the widow. Let's give sacrificially and generously. Hey, let's pray, guys. Thanks for joining us today on this Friday edition, special edition of the podcast. So glad you guys are on love, each and every one of you guys. Thank you for being a part of this awesome learning community. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. It's time to pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for uh, these awesome passages that remind us of the, the season of Advent and uh, the waiting that the prophets experienced in trying to warn the people uh, to get ready and to prepare their hearts for the Lord. And God, we, uh, we pray that we would heed the warnings of the prophets, that we would be righteous, that we would not live as the world does, but live differently, to have our hearts sanctified and to be holy as you are holy. God, to, uh, to have the right heart and mind, to be generous and kind and gracious and loving and forgiving. Lord, help us to live quiet lives so that we might re win the respect of those who are far from you and be given the privilege of sharing with them your good news. And Lord, we hope and we pray the joy of seeing them come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. Lord, bless each and every one of my friends today, whatever they have going on, whatever they have this weekend, pray you'd bless them and encourage them, give them strength, give them uh, a sense of peace and awareness of your grace and goodness everywhere uh, they go and at every moment of the day. We love you and give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Love you guys so much. Have a great weekend. We'll be doing it again on Monday as we continue in the second week of Advent. It goes quick, guys. One week down, second week of Advent starts Sunday. I'm preaching this Sunday. Excited about that. Looking forward to seeing some of you at Bayside. Um, and uh, we're going to worship. We're going to have fun. All right, you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.